Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. Side quest. The pit has spoken. It is an honor to be chosen to be with it in this world. You know that. But without the blood, the waters, pit would heal no one. I want to see if you've been fooling around before you shame all of us. Pit'll make it right. It always does. Has the pit ever taken a baby? They're gonna test you. And you better blame it on somebody else. I don't care who. Now, Dwight is gonna search his place again. And if he does not find a jug face, well, then we wait. We wait until the pit guides his hand to make another. What if the face I see ain't the right one? Never been wrong before, have you? Why? What did you do? You think you can just turn your back on us? Maurice! You all right? It's all my fault. Whose blood is that? Ada didn't tell you. Tell me what? Do It wants what it wants. Do you think cinephiles are, are on this other end of the spectrum? But I think a cinephile is more of a student of cinema. A movie lover is going to be less discriminating. Side quest. Bring some of this, Michael. Be one of us. Sometimes, that is better. I'm sick for fucks using one too many movies. No. Don't you blame the movie! Side quest. I said, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm just gonna bash your brains. Okay. Show me. Side quest. The podcast. You opened it. We came. It's just a podcast. We'll review your movie from every angle. Side quest. Welcome, everybody, to episode number five of SideQuest Podcast. I am one of your hosts here from Journey with a Cinephile, a horror movie podcast. My name is David Garrett Jr., and I am joined with... It's your main man, Jake, from Dark Mariachi Studios, and I'm here uh, for Guitar Case Fully Reviews Podcast. Perfect. And on this episode, we decided that we were going to tackle kind of a supernatural cult film that came out in 2013 by the title of Jugface. This was written and directed by Chad Crawford Kinkle. This stars Sean Bridgers, Lauren Ashley Carter, and Caitlin Cullum. This is a drama horror thriller that was made in the United States. And it is currently sitting on a 5.2 rating on the Internet Movie Database at this time. Now, Jake, have you heard of this film before we decided to uh, tackle this one? Uh, no, I hadn't heard too much about it. I've actually seen this uh, cover. You know, like sometimes you'll be on um, some of the uh, different uh, movie sites and uh, movie apps, yeah. rather, and you pass through things. So I've seen this cover, but I never really gave it a second thought. I thought it was like a zombie movie or something. I didn't know what I thought it was. <laughs> so I didn't know a lot about it, uh, but 
you know, just as we start talking, every time we talk about movies, you always introduce me to something I had never even really heard of. So we're back at that same moment. I'll be surprised when you, when it's something I had heard of at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, this is one that I heard about, I believe a podcast that I listened to a couple of years ago had did just like a mini review on it, but you're dead on with this poster the first time that I actually saw it does stick with you just because of how eerie it looks with our star of Lauren Ashley Carter and how her eyes are like whited out and how that plays into everything with the movie. Yeah, it really does. And it's it's really about something different than what I thought. And we're we're talking about like a cult. It's kinda of like a cult movie or what would you call this? This arc of horror, is this is this even considered horror? I would say it is, and I would also, yeah, this is definitely, I would say, a cult film, just because it's almost in the vein of, like, a Children of the Corn, where they have their own sort of, yeah. like, religion that is, I guess, more Earth-based, because mm -hmm. there is something that, I mean, I guess it's not like your normal religions, like, you know, Christianity, Muslim, or anything like that, where they're, you know, worshipping stuff that was, I guess something that would be, you know, in the sky or something like that and having a book of everything, where this is much more of something that comes from the earth, it feels like. Yeah, and I had seen Midsummer, uh, not a couple, whenever it first, whenever it came out, I've seen it a couple times. It was giving me kind of a Midsummer feel with all the kind yeah, of pagan sure. rituals or whatever they were, kind of things they kind of had set up. Completely agree. Yeah. I was even thinking of, and I may be off because that's been a while since I've seen this movie. Have you ever seen a movie called Red State? I haven't. That was one that I remember came out while I was working at Family Video, but there was so I, many like independent movies that came out that I never took it home, but I heard good things about it. Yeah, I actually liked it. Uh, I mean, I haven't revisited it in years, but it yeah. was it had the same kind of feel of a, of a small town that had their own kind of rules and their own kind of justice and their own kind of setup that was, you know, set and nobody kind of interfered with them. It felt like that kind of also, yeah. so... I was getting vibes from a lot of different movies I've seen over the years, but just sure. that kind of, like you said, like a, a kind of forgotten little area, and these people have inhabited it, and they've probably been there for years, but, you know, they're separated from society as it's going right now. Exactly. Mm -hmm. All right, man, so um, do you want to talk about a couple of things? Because I, I actually uh, looked up uh, the movie and got some commentary from the actors and the director. I got a little bit of their in input from some interviews, and uh, I can give a little bit of insight on that. So let's talk about just a couple things. Now, I did some over-research over on the jugs, and we can probably talk about that later, because <laughs> I kind of told you about that. But um, yep. so uh, this movie was actually filmed in right outside of Nashville, and they originally uh, were thinking about filming in Louisiana, which probably would have gave a really good a really good environment for it, too, I bet. If they did decide with swamps and all that stuff? I would say, especially because of using a pit like they do, being in Louisiana would have given it a different type of vibe for sure. Yeah. But they decided to go with Nashville. Uh, the director felt pretty strong about it, so he convinced them. But uh, the, direct, the, the way the actual concept for the movie came about, actually the story came about, uh, the director's wife is from Georgia, and he took a trip with her uh, back home. And they visited some kind of pottery museum that was off the beaten path kind of deal. And um, there was all these really crazy jug faces inside the museum that he saw. And he said there was 
Some of them had like serpent-y feels to them or snakes crawling around the faces. Some of the faces looked scary. Some looked kind of goofy. But he yeah. said he was just mesmerized by these jug faces. And then he came upon some kind of exhibit where they had like a video of somebody explaining it. And the guy was explaining it had like a weird accent, he said. And um, he's, and then he said it, that gave him the concept for the the possessed potter because he said it sounded like he was just saying gibberish, but it sounded like it could be some kind of magical incantation or something. So he was he was saying that that's where the idea for the possessed potter who's uh, getting all his you know connected with this pit. And then he went from there, and I guess he said he actually shelved the idea for a couple years after that. But then got back into it and kind of flushed it up to, I guess, what we got uh, now. And uh, with that same script, uh, he ended up winning, and we were talking about this, the uh, Slam Dance screening competition uh, at Sundance. And because of that, two producers actually picked up the, the script and, the, and got the movie made for him that following year. So, okay. Yeah, actually, after you had said that, I had found that same trivia thing, and... One of the producers that picked it up was one that we kind of talked about before we started recording in um, that Andrew Vanden Houghton. And it's interesting with him is that he had adapted a Jack Ketchum novel into a movie called Offspring, mm -hmm. which is about these kind of, they're like cave people, but they're really just nomadic people that are moving along the northeast United States like coastline. Mm -hmm. But they're very just wild and and like cannibalistic. Oh, and wow. he also works a lot with an uh, independent guy named Lucky McKee, who did the sequel to that called The Woman. And The Woman actually also has Lauren Ashley Carter as one of the daughters in that movie as well. Oh, wow. That sounds like an interesting movie. What, what, did you think yeah. it was pretty good? Was it a good movie? It, it's interesting because it's a trilogy. Is It's Offspring, The Woman, and Darling are all like a trilogy together where my personal favorite's The Woman. And it actually has Pollyanna McIntosh, who is on The Walking Dead. Or she was the one of the kind of wild people that is in that movie. And they're pretty brutal. I will say that. The Offspring and Darling, I'm not the biggest fans of, but I do think The Woman is a really solid film to watch. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I think I'll probably check those out, too. Add them to my list of movies to check out. For sure, for sure. But outside of that, that's really the only things that I kind of had before we kind of start jumping into some of the stuff with the movie itself, though. Okay. And um, I'll just give a real quick about the jugs because I did, I did the research, so I'll talk about it real quick. Yeah, for sure. There was a weird article I found a couple different places. So I guess they just all copied and pasted from one place. But uh, it was talking about, was, yeah, I'm sure. It was talking about the pottery of the film. And I wanted to know, like, what was the purpose for these jugs? Like, why did people make them? So I was just trying to figure out because I just, I didn't, I've seen them before, but I didn't have any concept really of, you know, the history of it. So it went all the way back, like, Egyptian times, what they were talking about way back then, and then making them uh, to scare people. They would try to break into the, uh, you know, where they would, when they would bury them in their tombs. And then also they talked about, you know, storing stuff in them. So they, they kind of jump, jump through different time periods, but they go from, from um, storing water for agriculture when they didn't have, like, you know, the technical know-how that we have now. And then also he talked yeah. about uh, smuggling alcohol in it, which makes sense 
they, when they in this movie because there's a part where they're doing some moonshine kind of exactly. running. Yep. So so it would make sense for that purpose as well. But that's something else they did with it. And then they even yes. talked about like slaves having them, and and it being a big thing from African culture, and that kind of. Uh, was crazy to me because they there's a weird thing and I showed you the clip I think I think I sent you a picture of it but yep. it was something about like African-American people have a connection with these drugs and I'm like I've never I'm an African-American person I've never even heard a story about a drug from my grandparents or anything so I don't know it just seemed and my grandparents live in the country actually so it seems weird but maybe it's more of a southeastern thing maybe because we're talking about Nashville say, yeah. area we're talking about that part of the South. Now, I'm in Texas, so it's a different South than Texas. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> well, that's one of the interesting things is, like, I didn't realize where they had filmed it, but I kind of figured that it was the, like you were saying, more of, like, the Southeastern United States. Like, because, I mean, it kind of feels like it could have been Kentucky, Tennessee, like, yeah. possibly, like, northern Mississippi, Alabama, or even, like, Georgia. So it kind of makes sense. Yeah, it that feels like all those places, right? Kind of. Kind of or it really kind of feels like, or especially like the Appalachian, like mountain type areas, is where I kind of got the vibe because it felt hilly, yeah. where it's not more of like more of the flat type of, you know, south. And I kept thinking hill people, mountain people. <laughs> I kept exactly. thinking that when I saw these people. For sure. Yeah. Okay, man. Well, that's really all I have for the beginning here, man. If you want to go ahead and you can go ahead and jump into it. Yep, I will actually, now that I realize, I have not given the synopsis yet, so I'll give that. And I'll also throw up the spoiler warning here if you've gotten this far and didn't know that we spoil things. But the synopsis for this movie is when she learns the supernatural pit worshipped by her remote community in the woods has demanded her as a blood sacrifice, Ada struggles to find a way to survive while the pit lashes out in anger. And I actually kind of thought something that was interesting here is... The first things that we get here are drawings, and I kind of get the feeling that it's done with something like pastels, just with how the blending and everything was done with it, mm-hmm. but it kind of makes sense that I knew that there was going to be you know, some sort of pottery being done, so it also kind of reminded me of that, but this almost feels like... I don't know if you've seen these movies, but it kind of felt like a James Bond-esque opening like title sequence. Oh, because I yeah, wasn't yeah, sure yeah, if of. they were going to be giving us like, hey, these are everything that's going to happen in your movie here. But as we were kind of talking in the pregame, this really seems more to me like they are doing, giving us up to speed with what happened with this pit and this community till this point now where we're in our present day. Yeah, it did feel like that. Also, um, something I saw recently, Black, I rewatched Black Panther recently. And they, their opening is similar to that, where they give you just a little, just a little backstory, kind of, and of what happened through some kind of animated means. So yeah, it did, it did feel like that. And I actually, I thought it was was a good way to do it. I think I appreciated more the second time I watched it than the first time. But the right. first time, because the first time I don't think I was paying as close attention to it. I thought it was just like a interesting way. And then probably halfway through it, I said, oh, this is probably important. <laughs> Let me pay attention. So, but no, I think it was a good way to do it, though, for sure. Exactly. Yep, I'm right there with you. And I mean, it's kind of funny because I only watched this the one time, and you had brought up some things that I didn't realize that it almost feels like kind of like Children of the Corn esque, where they are, where there was like religion that is, you know, what was considered normal. 
and it seems like their priest might have been one of the people sacrificed, and that he might have been doing something to try to stop them before that all kind of went down. Yeah, I'm, I'm never really clear on, on what the deal was with that, because we were kind of talking about it, like you said, and I never know what the actual background, I mean, it looks like, it, I mean, you could probably play it either way, but it looks like either he got picked, or he, maybe they, like you said, they toppled him and said, the pit healed our family, so let's go with the pit and, you know, screw religion. I don't know. It felt like it could be something like that. I mean, just the way they kind of play it off, it does seem like he was selected mm-hmm. and that he probably tried to fight it off. But mm-hmm. then, you know, like you said, these people have been being healed by the pit, so they're going to go with what actually happens to them and sacrificed him as one of their offerings to this pit for appreciation for what it's done for him. Yeah, and one thing that will, and it's not a spoiler, I don't think, but we'll, well, maybe it would be, but we never get, we never understand completely why the society was started, who started it. I mean, this is, we're speculating right now that this is probably what this is, but there's no, there's no, like, concrete answer that this is what it is. There's no, nobody pulls the curtain back at some point and says, this is why we created the society. (laughs) That never happens. Exactly, yeah. So, so, you you just have to speculate and, and... Whatever you think it is, it's yeah, probably... Yeah, really all we kind of get that I notice is just that some of the things we'll get into later with they actually see in the movie is that they do say that the pit has provided for them and it has had some healing properties, so I can understand how a society like this would worship it. And, and we do see that there are some real supernatural aspects to it as well. Yeah, there are for sure some supernatural parts. And that's... For sure. And that's one thing that was kind of weird to me... Um, because I know, I know we see it in the beginning in the drawings that we see a, a like a mom and a daughter get healed type deal, right? Yep. But yeah, I, I just feel so, like yeah. during the movie we never see anybody get healed. And it's just, it felt weird. It felt almost like a Bible story, like we were watching the Bible story. But now we're in the present day. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, it felt, that's how it felt to me a little bit. Because I never remember seeing anybody get healed in this movie to know that it's true. That is not just like faith, faith-based, faith-based blah, healing. <laughs> I can't even speak. Okay, but that's a that's a hard little thing to say, though. I will say. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you just never know for sure. So, but okay, we we can go ahead and keep going, though, man. We jump in to the story. Okay. Yep. And then I would say the last thing I was also going to say is I also noticed that we had kind of talked a little bit for Intruder that Robert Kurtzman, who was of K&B, did the effects here. So I knew coming in that they were probably going to be pretty well done just because I know he's kind of one of those masters at the craft. Mm -hmm. But this movie then kicks us over to a couple as they're running through the woods. And I kind of like how here they're playing a little bit with that she seems scared. But then we realize that they're actually trying to find somewhere where they can, you know, have sex. But she doesn't want to where they kind of end up because she feels it's too close to the pit. And I didn't at this time know if it was disrespectful or just fear. And I kind of take it that it's more of fear here. Yeah, fear. And it, it threw me off a little bit because at first it looks like she's running from this guy, like you said. Yep. But right. then, like, because I, I know with the, with the movie that we're kind of given, it feels like it would be just somebody else in there just chasing her and trying to force her it feels like it would be that kind of movie but then like she's right. okay with it and she's taking off her own shirt here in a minute so once they leave the pit area so then i'm like okay yes, they this do. Is, 
So this is some guy that she likes in the town, okay, or in the, in the community. Is what I thought. <laughs> right. That's that's what I thought yeah, the guy same was. Here. <laughs> Just to be clear, I have. Um, and then here we also get a kind of look as well at the bottom of the pit that it does have some water there and is it bloody water that, it looks red right or is it just i couldn't tell if it was just like red dirt like or water red that blood? had a lot of clay in it but i mean as we see later on i do think there is still remnants of blood in it where it kind of has that orangey reddish color that throughout the whole time yeah that's why i wasn't sure if it was <laughs> because I mean, in this movie we get a lot of sacrifices but i don't know what the yes. how often does that happen I don't, I don't know if we were ever told the cycle of the joke that's actually interesting you bring that up because i was watching this with my girlfriend and she looked at me and goes how often do they sacrifice and i had no answer for it because it never really establishes that no i mean we just told that whenever and we, we're getting to some of the characters here but I know we're just told when his name is Dewey. Is our Potter? Yes. Yep. Dewey. That's a weird. Everybody has a weird name to me. I don't know if these are from <sighs> a certain like country or something or different time. I don't know, but everybody's names have a weird old feel to them. Also. Yeah. So the only thing I could think of is that, especially learning that it kind of it t that it was filmed in Tennessee, is it does kind of feel they just have weird names there, especially when you get kind of in these backwater places. So that's kind of I'm taking that as mm -hmm. because the young lady that we see is Ada and then the guy who's chasing her is Jessaby. And then you already said that the guy who is the potter here in this little community, his name is Dewey, which is weird because it's spelled D-A-W-A-I. <laughs> yeah, it's a really weird spelling. And for a look, long stretch, I thought they were calling him Dwight. And then I was like, oh, that's And I thought name. they were calling him uh, something else. At first, I thought his name was Eli because I just heard the end of Dewey. And I was like, sound <laughs> like you said Eli with a D? What is that? And I was like, oh, <laughs> Dwight. Okay. So I was lost too with his name. I, at, at the beginning, I wasn't 100% sure. And the other people, I, I don't think I ever heard the brother by name. Do did did they ever say his name till the ending? Uh, they say it once or twice, but I believe the mother might have said the name. And I just end up looking it up and I was like, oh, his name is really Jessaby. So how, so Jessaby, uh, do we know? Because like I said at the beginning, I didn't realize that that was her brother. Is that a spoiler to say that? Or should um, you know that and within the first... I don't... When did you realize that It is that a that little bit brother? of a spoiler until we learn that she is going to be married off to Bodhi. That's where we end up learning is later that night that they're actually siblings. Yeah, and I still didn't know. So so when did, when did you know? Did you know at that point or you knew before that? No, I, I didn't know until they... When... Ada goes to tell Dewey to invite him to the thing and then also to pretend like she had started her period. And then when she went home was when I realized somebody had said something about your brother or something like that, and that's when it clicked for me. Oh. And then I could tell when they got down for the dinner where he's looking very sour. Okay, okay. So so what we're talking about here, guys, we're talking about uh, incest on screen. And that's it happens in some movies, but you don't see it very often. But right. I thought we were talking about, you know, the two youngest members of the community having a romp is what I thought. I'm like, all right, we got some. And then later I'm like, oh, gross. That's not. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so don't get too excited in the beginning. But um, 
You know what's kind of weird to me though? Because how long has that been going on? It doesn't seem like. Like I don't know how long. I mean, how long do you think that's been going on? I'm not sure because it's hard to pinpoint what their ages are, and I mean, I would say that it's been going on at least pretty regularly. But I don't know necessarily a time frame where this isn't the first time that they've hooked up. Okay, and then this is something that it didn't bug me, but it kind of made me feel. I don't know, maybe I shouldn't think like that, but I was like, so it seems like in this kind of community that we're we're being shown here, would that matter? But then we found out later, yeah, it does. But I didn't feel like it would. <laughs> I didn't feel like it would matter. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's very misogynistic because of like the arranged marriages. Um, well, I mean, we're talking and, backwoods community, and I, for some reason, that I thought incest was was part of that, was part of the package. I don't know. Well, it's interesting. I mean, yeah, I definitely think you're not too far off, at least in some of these more remote areas. But I mean, like, it almost kind of starts getting to where if you have more religion they kind of start to look down upon it where I think some of those backwoods areas kind of don't really follow necessarily like an organized religion. So that might be why in some of those it's okay, but it's not so much here because they're trying to kind of keep things at least as pure as they can to an extent. Yeah, I guess, I guess that makes sense. Cause it, like you said before, they were trying to get people together to keep the community going. So I guess they don't want any imperfections, I guess you could say. Well, it kind of also brought up something I think we were talking about in the pregame is that the guy who makes these, like, jugs of Dewey is, I'm not necessarily sure if he is a product of incest or not, but I do know that they're worried about because I think he's autistic, so they are afraid of, you know, passing that on to any of the to kind of keep their community going. They don't want those genes to kind of get passed down to anybody. So I almost think that that could be something that plays into it as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I believe you with that. That makes a lot of sense, because they, you know, they, they, that's a comment. They don't need any more him, walk, any, any little Dwight's walking around. So I'm guessing that's <laughs> yeah. a reference to something like that as well. So, but right, you know, some of the people in this town kind of look similar. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't really know. <laughs> I just wish, you know, what I, I wish, and I know that it's too early to be wishing for stuff in a movie we're just starting, but I wish they would just gave us a little. I like the drawing was cool, but I just wish we could have saw. I just want to know how we got here. That's the only thing I want to know: how we got to this, this society. I mean, and actually, kind of an easy thing they could have done for that would have been the drawings. All you really have to do is put like a year. Yeah, just to kind of give it an idea of like there you go when this first thing is taking place, and so that way we kind of know how far back we're going and how long they've been doing this. Because I mean. I'm just kind of taking that this has only been, I guess the third generation would be the two kids that were, you know, the incest relationship going on. So I almost feel like it's not that far back. Yeah. And I mean, because the guy in the, in the cartoon, he looks old school, but he could have been just yeah. dressed old school. I don't know. Right. It may yeah. not have been because it looked like it's far, far back the way he's dressed, but it may not have been. <laughs> so, Yeah. And, I mean, something else we kind of went over as well is that this feels very timeless because, for the most part, we're stuck out in the middle of these woods. But, I mean, like, they're living in kind of like a double-wide trailer, but, like, 
the year on that you can't really decipher and then the truck that they end up we'll see later on i mean it looks like something you'd find in the 80s but then the town doesn't look like it's that outdated but there's always these weird towns in the south that kind of feel like just little time capsules where things move much slower there yeah and i've been to a few of those uh, living here in texas yeah. there's a lot of right. towns that still have like a lot of the original buildings and original stuff so it exactly. looks old when you drive through it, opposed to like you know like a major city is now. But, right. So yeah, I, I, the feel of it, yeah, it's it's not really. It could be the '60s, the '70s, the '80s. I don't know, '90s. It could be yeah. any time. And it would it would make sense that because we we get very little interaction with the real world, with the outside right. world. I mean, in this movie, I mean it's what maybe the same. It's the same people each time. And it's only a couple yeah. times that we even venture out. I so. think there's, yeah, there's only two sequences that we get that mm-hmm. are interactions with anybody who would be, you know, more of normal, I guess. Yeah, but it's, and it's the same place they go to. <laughs> so it's yeah. not even we're seeing a lot of, a lot of people. So, okay, but, um, shit, we can keep going now, man. What's next? Okay. And then, so kind of just to fill in some things here is that, Dewey, as we said, is a jug maker, and we get to see here in this early scene that his eyes go completely white. Oh, yeah. And we'll learn something about this a little bit later on, so we can circle back to that. But then when Ada goes home, she has learned that she's going to be in an arranged marriage with another family of the Jenkins, where their son of Bodie, her father and his father have agreed that they're going to marry. So she goes off to kind of tell everybody that they're going to have a party that night and this is where we see that they are really worried about purity yeah let's let's go back to that that interaction though because what you just said about the purity i think it's the mom that makes the comment she does like when they first you're gonna be all bring ruin yeah you're gonna be i mean talking about um when she's coming back from the brother and they tell her i think it's that guy's Bodie's mom maybe because they're like y'all are going to be joined or whatever and then he's like and somebody says if she's if she's pure or she's been true yep. or something, and then she makes like a weird face, like oh no, I just had sex with my brother right now. <laughs> <laughs> so we're like we're like right right when he's about to cut his finger and do like a blood signature. Yep. Did you know yep, they're that signing too? that? Yep, they were signing the contract in blood. So what what is that? Like that that's what I'm that's where I'm confused. Like some of the tradition of this society seem really really old. Yeah. And then some of them seem kind of makeshift. Like, I, I just don't know. Somebody somebody had to have come up with this. We have to do this, 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 and this. I just want to know who yeah. it was. <laughs> <laughs> At all times, I wonder, I, I want to know who who started this. Okay, I'm sorry. I keep, keep sidetracking. I'm sorry about that. No, no, you're fine. And then this is where Ada goes to Dwight's shack, I guess you could call it. And she actually takes some of his paint and ends up putting it into her underwear to make it look like she's on her period. And so, this is actually an okay, interesting thing what, here, too. Hold on. So was it paint? I thought it was animal blood. Yeah, I think what she was trying to do is, even though it's not going to end up working in the end, I think what she was going to try to play off is that, since she was going to get married, is to play off the pregnancy as being Bodies, since they probably are going to get married pretty soon. So it, so it wasn't blood? I thought it was animal blood for some reason. Oh, I it could have been. I just assumed it was paint. The only reason why I'm saying that is because, like, when I watched it, it looked red. Like, it looked like blood. But then we get, like, a cut scene where it showed, like, the dad killing the deer and the blood. They're saving the blood or something? 
And the blood is dripping it, into this bucket. I didn't even think about that. I mean, I guess it could be, as that's what they use for red paint because they're, I mean, kind of backwoods. I, I just thought it was like something the director did because it was like that the comment the mom makes because she's talking to somebody else or something right after that. And she's like, yeah, she, no, she's going to be okay. She was dripping yesterday or something. But then we she see the beer that, blood yeah. dripping, and I, I thought it was like a, like they were making some kind of connection like that. Like, it's not the, it's the it's deer blood that was dripping, not her blood. I thought it was, so that's why I thought it was blood. I, I mean, especially I, with I mean how wrong. how they do the sacrifices, that's very similar as well. Yes, yeah, so, I mean I mean, but like I said, there's some things we don't know, so I don't know. <laughs> we both you can see <laughs> what you true. want on that one. But um oh the world uh, okay and so let then me... I know around here is where Dwight kind of declines that he is going to come to the dinner because he has things that he has to do and this is where we see that Ada opens up his little pottery kiln and discovers that the jug is actually looks just like her and she goes off and hides it in the woods. So was she just curious? What what made her open it? I'm assuming that it was just out of curiosity. That's what I took it as. Okay. To be like, because he must not make anything until he gets these visions. And then, so when she saw that he was making something, she's probably just like, oh, I'm going to see who it is and who's going to be our next sacrifice. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I was like, why is she checking it? That's, but, maybe that's all speculation on my end, though, so. No, no, I mean, that's that makes sense to me, too. That's what I, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. But I just didn't understand. <laughs> right. I didn't understand. Right. And then I was like, what is, I mean, we, we can talk about it a little bit more later as we go on, but what is their relationship? Because they have a relationship that everybody assumes is like a sexual relationship. Because I feel like everybody in the town thinks that they're, they got something going. Well, cause that's, like, yeah, that's exactly who she gets accused of, like, having fooled around with. I just took it as that they're friends and that it seems to me like he's the only one kind of close to her age that she just kind of seems like has a connection with. And I wonder how much of it is that he's been chosen as, like, their oracle, that it's kind of an interesting person to be friends with as well. So is he supposed to be young? I feel like I don't is, think I don't he's know. that much older than them. Because I feel like in this moment we're talking about, uh, where, where she visits him, I feel like he's disappointed that she's going to marry that guy. Or not even marry Oh, no, 100%. So I 100%, felt like he thought maybe he had a chance with her. So, maybe, so that's why I was kind of like, what is their... Maybe he... It's either he... I would say it's either he thinks he has a chance with her, or it's just that he doesn't want her to get married because they probably will have to stop hanging out. Hmm. But it's definitely is 100% disappointment on his face when he finds out. And I think that's why he's not going. I don't think he's busy. Yeah. I think he's just hurt. Well, we just don't know if it's a friendship or uh, he thinks more of her than that at that moment. Okay. Okay, so I'm with you. I'm with you on that. <laughs> We're on the same yeah, page. for but... sure. Okay, so oh, she, yeah, yeah, she takes it in... Sees that it's her, and you know what? I thought it was her brother's face. When I first saw See, it, I thought it was her brother's face, and I thought that's why she hid it. What's interesting is that when they got done, you know, having sex, she says that his skin is very hot. I immediately thought that he was going to be the one as well. But when I saw it, I was like, wait a minute, that has dark hair, and I think that's her. Like, that's the face that they're showing here. But I was with you at first when she had said something about him coming down with a fever. Yeah, so I just, at first I thought it was his face. But then the second time I watched it, I was like, no, nah, I realized it was her. But the first time, 
through, I, I thought it was his face. And that's why she hit it real quick. Because I thought that was going to be like something that was going to unravel their relation, their sexual thing or something. But that's not what happens. Yeah. But <laughs> in my first watching, that's where I was in the movie. I thought that's what we were talking about. But that's not it. <laughs> All right. And then from here is where they actually go to the party to celebrate that they're going to get married. And in my notes, this is actually where I really started to realize how misogynistic the society is. Because I know somebody here says that women belong to their husbands and that they are... I know it gets said in the next scene as well is that a woman's job is to bear children. Yeah, I know the father tells you that. Yes, and the yep. mom tells her that she's going to have to listen to everything he says. Exactly, yep. I remember, yeah, so yeah, it's very much male-driven society in this part. And it's it's not like she even, like, like it's even arranged marriages, so they're not even giving her the chance to pick. And I feel like oh, the guy yeah, oh. the guy got to say, got to pick her, but she didn't get to pick him, you know what I mean? Which would, yeah, it definitely fits into everything there where the men kind of have all the power here. So we know. So it was a man who created this society. So we know that at least, hundred percent, <laughs> <Right. laughs> because the women are getting screwed in this. So we but know I mean, a lot of that could actually be attributed to how back in the day, I feel like it was where the men kind of had all the power, mm-hmm. especially kind of when you go back past the fifties and everything. So I could see if the society really doesn't have access to more modern things. So. It's hard to fault it, but it also doesn't make me feel good about it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of the roles that they probably have always been told. And it's, it's it's not always like that in real life, but in the, what do you want to call it, the imaginary religious kind of weird set that exactly, the man is yeah. the, the leader and the woman must follow type deal. So that's, I mean, in a lot of religions, that's a pretty common idea. Oh, for sure. <laughs> so, yeah I, yeah, I can understand so, how they would adapt that. Right. Okay, so and, I, and something else at this party or dinner or whatever, this feels like it's almost everybody. Like this feels like a, a big percentage of the people. I agree with you there. I think this is pretty much everybody in their like community has all joined together for this. Because I know when we're dancing and singing, I feel like that's a hundred percent. Because there's a part yes. where the mom, either her. Did she tell Dwight that? That she has to go tell everybody or something? Something about she has to tell everybody so they all know that she's going to get with him so they can come to the party or yep. something? So I feel like, yeah, that's when we get to the dancing part, that's everybody from... And it's 20 people tops, maybe? I don't know if that's counting kind of kids. I would say it's about... Yeah, I would. that's probably where I would kind of put it at. Because I know later on there is a kind of throwaway line that if, as long as she has... I think they say like four or five kids. The society should be fine. And if you if you remember, right after the scene, we see Dwight like playing with some kids, like three or four kids, and oh, they're like jumping right, on yeah, his back getting, like, and doing all kinds of crazy right, stuff. Yep. Yeah. So they're stronger than you think, or something. Like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but that's right after that part. But yeah, it's oh, but let's let's not skip over the brother because the brother, I I don't know his okay. I don't know what they told him to do or if he because a lot of times he seems kind of angsty about the situation like he's really upset about it but at the same time he doesn't want anything to do with it but so like because he gives a little speech at the at the dinner and he what does he say something I think I wrote it down I write it down he says something weird about 
about the guy, bro, uh, Bodie. Something I can't remember what he says, but he he's he's upset about it because everybody oh, later yeah. is like, "What's up with your brother?" Or everybody's like, "What's up with him? Why does he act like something's wrong with him?" Or what, he doesn't like Bodie yeah. or what? Like, so everybody's aware that he's coming off really weird every time they talk about her getting with this Bodie guy. Well, I mean, I actually don't even think he necessarily hates Bodie. I just think he's jealous that his sister's the best-looking person in the area, and he's going to lose that where they can kind of hook up type thing. And this guy is not their son. I'm sorry. He's not. He looks... He's too dashing. I'm, I'm comfortable enough to say that he's a dashing young man. I don't, I don't think that's that guy's son. I'm sorry. <laughs> Every time I saw him... I was like, this has got to be like some better looking couple's son on the other side of the city. I mean, other side of the village or whatever you call this place. But that's not their son. But it it just, he doesn't yeah, look like the Yeah, I was going to say here while we were talking about this whole thing is that Larry Fezzedin is actually the father here as well. I wanted to make sure that got pointed out because he is a guy who I've seen in quite a few things. And he's kind of pretty important with the independent horror community, especially in the New York City type area as well. Oh, okay, yeah, I remember we were talking about him a little bit, so, yeah, and I, I had seen him before, too, but I, I didn't I didn't know for sure which movie, but I know we were talking about a few movies, and I know yeah. he did, yeah, that's what it was from, I had saw him, so, yeah, he's he's been around a little bit, but, um... Yeah, I mean, he's also kind of important, because he also kind of helps out people that are, like, starting out, or likes to help out people that are kind of, you know, needing help, he's one that, he likes to pay it forward. Now, let me ask you this. Did we talk about Sean Young in the pregame, or was this during the show? I was just thinking about that, though. Because I, I, didn't, I didn't realize that was her. I think we were talking about that in the pregame. I think we were talking about the pregame, yeah. Yeah, well, Sean Young's character here, until I saw the interviews, I didn't know it was her. I thought it was some lady that looked kind of like her, but I thought she was like an actor they had just found for this movie. So <laughs> I, I, was, I was blown away. You said you, you realized it was her right away. But I didn't, so I because I don't know if it was just her accent was weird and it was throwing me off that I thought this may be somebody. I mean, it, yeah. the, the accent wasn't authentic, authentic, but it was kind of it was kind of an over the top accent because it felt like Ricky Bobby. I'm not Ricky Bobby. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Bobby I mean, Boucher, Waterboy's bomb. It, it felt like her at times, like she was cooking some alligator in the other in the other room or something. I don't know. It felt it felt kind of weird. But, but I don't yeah, know if it was mean, her, like though. Said, I, That's what threw me off with the accent, maybe. Though. I I'm with you, thing. though, with the accents. They don't sound great, but, I mean, they're believable enough. Yeah, but, I mean, that was, I mean, it was good enough to her. I didn't realize that was her, so it was right, good enough right. for that, for sure. But, yeah, I mean, I didn't have a problem with anybody's real accent, really. I mean, because I don't even really know where we were watching it, so. Uh, it felt, we're kind of just finishing okay. up with the party here, and then... I know Ada leaves to go visit her grandfather, and she reveals to him that she's the next jug face, and she's not even necessarily sure. I mean, I know she says to him she's not sure why she told him, but it's probably she needed to tell somebody to get it off of her chest. Yeah, and the grandfather is, is kind of a weird thing because we, we're we shown him because I think the mom's saying take him some food or something, but we never, yes. yep. we never to later in the movie kind of find out what he's doing because he's kind of separated from everybody living like in a looks like an RV or something. Yeah. yeah. One that's been kind of abandoned. And you can tell he's really old, but I mean we'll find out later what his deal is, but that he seems kind of like unable to take care of himself. Right. 
Did you get that? Yeah, so, we definitely get a scene like that later on. <laughs> yeah, but it was just, that was kind of a weird thing. Like, who is this grandpa and why? That was one of the notes I had. Like, what's the deal with the grandpa? Why is he not involved with the society? <laughs> so I figured we'd find out later, and we do. Yeah, it kind of has an interesting reason as to why, too. Uh, you want to say that now or you want to wait till we get to it? Um, I think we can wait till we get to the part where it actually kind of reveals as to that reasoning. Okay, yeah, because we, uh, we get a nice little exposition on that, yep. so we, we get to it. Okay. So and then, this is actually, the next scene is where Ada goes into town with her father, whose name is Sustin, as we get to see that the way they really make money is that Sustin is a moonshiner, and they sell it at a local, like, drugstore, and I know that Ada is told to go inside to pick up what supplies that she needs to have. And this is where we see that she's worried and steals a pregnancy test. Yeah, that was that was kind of weird. I wonder... I caught... Uh, yeah. I, I mean, because is this the first time that she's gone there? Because I know at some yes. point the guy says they go... That they get the delivery once a month, maybe? I feel like the the moonshine delivery... I feel like he says that, the, the guy he's giving it to says, I wasn't expecting y'all for another month or something. And so it's, it's a line later in the movie. But my point is that, because um, it seems like that was her first time going to the store, was it? I don't think so, because he made it sound like, you know, get what you need. So I think he goes with her pretty, I think they go together pretty regularly. Okay, just the look on her face, she looked like she had never seen any of this stuff before. When she's walking through, she looks kind of like in a, but maybe it's because she's going trying to find that pregnancy test. I was going to say, I think it's partly that. And I also think it's because she's trying to play it off that she's going to end up stealing it. Uh, so I think she's trying to make it look like she is shopping for things and is actually going to pay for some stuff. So it's uh, kind of just throwing her off of what she's actually doing. Well, I mean, to me, like, I feel like it's her acting this way on purpose. Like, she's acting really obvious about it. Like, somebody who yeah. would, who is not used to that would act. So I, I, oh, think, I think sure. she did a good yeah. job. Like, the way her eyes, her eyes are always kind of kind of darting around, like, looking around, kind of. She so, does a really well job with doing a lot of acting with her eyes, because, I mean, she does have very, like, big eyes. She has kind of a, it's like a manic presence, like, in her that's always there, but she's kind of got it under control or something. It's weird. Yep. Yeah, but she does a good job. I think she's, she's one of the better actresses in the movie, for sure. Um, okay, so where are we at now? We're at the store. She's going to steal the pregnancy test. And then, yeah, um... And then... Oh, you know something well, else that I like noticed? From uh, my notes, I have that she ends up going home, and her mother keeps making little snide remarks about her making sure that she has, you know, purity and everything, and then she goes and takes a pregnancy test to discover that she is pregnant, and then we get an interesting scene from there where Ada has to do the laundry along with... I actually think this is Bodie's sister of Aline, and they go down to the river to do their laundry together. Yeah, and I wasn't I wasn't aware who she was until later in the movie, so I was trying to, like, who's this lady? Like, is she somebody important? But I guess not, because she is taken out really <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I don't think she is, just because, obviously, what happens to her here. Yeah. It was, it was kind of weird. I guess because she had red hair, we're supposed to know that... She's related to them, I guess. I that's really the only thing I can possibly think of? Yeah, that's that's the only thing that, that seemed like, oh, yeah. And then when they say it later, I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. But um, but this is a weird scene because, okay, 
and this this may have happened earlier. I'm trying to remember when this happened. What is she seeing? Because there's parts where like, ever since she's hit the jug, and this is the she's looking in the water at some point, and I don't think it's in this scene. I think it's right before this, or a little bit after this, and she sees something, and she has the the first psychic event or psychic freak out or whatever. Yes, because she goes, I think, to hang up her stuff, mm-hmm. and that's where her eyes turn white, and I think She's it saying just really through kind the of shows. Eyes? Is that what it is, or? It, that must be what it is, because I know they every time she kind of goes into a trance, we get to see the pit, mm-hmm. and then it ends up showing us what it's going to do, and this is also where she first meets the emaciated boy as well. Oh yes, that's one of one of one of my favorite characters. No, I'm just kidding. He's not needed. <laughs> He's not needed at all. He doesn't really need to be in this movie. But um, what was? And I guess the emancipated. And you know, I didn't know what they were saying. She says that, doesn't she? Um, I doesn't only know him, it because I was looking at boy? the credits, and that's what they have him on there as. And I was like, oh, I that like must be him, just because he's very skinny. But I feel like she says that, and I don't, I didn't understand what word she was saying. But well, emancipated may be. I know emaci- they bring up a maybe? kind of thing a little bit later on about those that have defied the pit. That they kind of are plagued to walk the earth. Oh, I don't yeah. Really Somebody think... said that. I do remember that. Yeah, I think they call them like a shunt. I thought yeah, that's what they there's said. Some... Yes, you're right. You're right. I do remember. I don't know who said that. There was a line that somebody said. I do remember. So that's, so that's how she knows the note who on, he I'm is. like, shunt? I'm like, how do you spell that? Like, what does that word mean? Yeah, But I think that's what they're talking about. The people that when they defy the pit and then they die they're forced to be whatever that is where I guess they kind of just have to walk as like a specter almost. It's almost like a purgatory on earth or something. Kind of. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. I wasn't a hundred percent sure what that was about until we kind of talked about it later in the movie. But is this where the grandpa was sitting on the, I guess a bucket or something. He's just sitting there. Is that the same? Uh, it's around the same time, right? So what was that? Uh, where, where, where she, is that, that when she first meets the boy, when she goes in and the grandpa is sitting, sitting on the, on the bucket or something, he's stuck? Um, this is where, oh, I think this is where she has her vision and then down oh, no, by. Oh, yeah, get her killed first and then. Yep, because then she goes down by the river and there's just a bunch of blood and then they end up finding her hand by the pit. And this is where we got to get the idea that the pit is angry mm-hmm. and it's all Ada's fault for what she's done so far. Yeah, and then we know that it's actual supernatural at this point. Exactly. Yep. 100%. Because besides the eyes from Dwight, like this is where we really know that it's it will kill. Yep. <laughs> so, I, you know what? And this is actually going from here is that we kind of get a little bit more of the community, but then we see that Dwight is upset because he thinks that he he has time that he's missing and that he thinks he made a jug but he doesn't know where it's at and he's begging to know where it is or he ends up i think it's actually a little bit later on as well is that he's begging he's actually gonna threaten to kill himself if the entity doesn't tell him what happened to the jug yeah oh yeah that is later when he's trying to kill but then but they have that they have like a little town meeting before that right where yep. they're talking yes. about the jug being missing after after the girl is killed then they have the town meeting, and that's yeah, where they're trying to figure out who, like, who was on the jug, and if he made one, and he's not sure if he did or not. 
Yeah, and they're asking him, and he's not sure. Yep. Yeah, but then yeah, and the dad's really mad, you know. And they're so you so you know that he's seen as as some kind of mental issue because the guy said something like that calls him something. Yep. I forgot I forgot the terminology he used, but he called him some name to mean you're stupid or an idiot or something. But yeah, because it almost feels like he's like an oracle is what they're kind of like revering him as. Yeah. But at the same time, as a person, they don't they don't think much of him, maybe. As yeah, a they don't person. think very highly of him, right? Yeah, they just care about the skill, the skill that he can give them with that. So, but um, right. but yeah, this kind of I'm trying. Yeah, bring, let's get back to that boy again, though, because we were because after this, he's gonna almost kill himself. Uh, we're talking about the Wyatt was. You want to start from there, man, or you want to talk about that boy just a little bit more? Um, well, I mean. This actually has an interesting little thing that I did want to kind of delve into just a little bit is that he's interrupted by Ada Mm -hmm. and he actually reveals that there's another jug of a kind of a fetus and this really kind of chills Ada and it makes more sense as to why her face came up on the jug as well. So, and that's something I wasn't 100% sure. Was it supposed to be that the baby she was going to have was going to be the jug? I think that it's kind of signifying that they are both to be sacrificed, but I mean, if, as long as you kill the mother, the baby's going to die along with it. So, now this is something I'm, I'm just thinking right now. So, there's no effect if he hides the jug? It's only if somebody else does? See, I'm not sure about that because... Because he said, I remember him saying that well, nobody had a baby, so I just kind of put this one away. Right. But it seemed like if you make one, you, you're supposed to take it to the people. It feel, I mean, I thought that's how it it's works. It's true, and I mean, this is kind of a difficult thing because, somebody could be pregnant, because, and they like, may not have said anything. Well, not only that, but, like, Ada only found out after he made the second one of her face. Yeah, that's true. But I wonder if it was her face because he didn't, because he hit the baby. Like, that's why I, I mean, her face came I, mean, I don't know. I mean, that's it definitely weird. is a possibility there. Because, <laughs> I mean, the a, interesting but, thing is that... Cause I don't even necessarily know how they would sacrifice the baby then if without killing the mother. Because, I mean, I guess they could have done some uh, sort I, of I would think they would wait. abortion. I thought they would wait till it was born or something and kill it. Could have, yeah. But you're probably right. They probably would just spread her legs and just get some piece of metal or something really crude. <laughs> just because right. the mom I mean, I is really crude. Chai Yang plays a really crude mom. In the next scene as well. Oh, is this the examination? Is that where we're at? Yep. Oh, yes. God. When she comes home, her mother has to check if she's still, to confirm if she's still pure or not. Now, when she refuses, this is some really kind of abusive stuff having going on here where she burns her with a cigarette and then sticks her hand up inside of her and figures out that her daughter isn't pure and Ada gives her another lie but I mean this is pretty much torture what she's doing here and I mean she's I she went she really goes deep too that seems like too much I I mean I know what we know what she's doing and it seems like she's got her arm like she's not being gentle at all I feel like she could she could bust it with the amount of force that she's using if it was still there she could bust the hymen. It's just, this whole thing is just tough because of, like, 
if she burns her, I don't like blame she's like some opening of the things your... that Ada's doing, but like, man, this is pretty rough. But she like burns her leg too before she even does that part. She's like, open your legs. And right. you know something else that's really well, it's really messed up when she starts cutting her her knuckles or whatever she's doing. Yeah. But but something that's even more weird to me. Where are they getting all these cigarettes? This she's smoking cigarettes nonstop, and they're not. You roll your own cigarette tobacco paper. These got a filter on them. So are they spending a lot of money on cigarettes? Because there's a lot of smoking. The dad's smoking a lot. Are they buying cigarettes? They're not rolling their own tobacco? I mean, that's off topic, but... No, if you, but if you mean, think about the whole movie, the, Sean, Sean Young had the cigarette in her mouth 90% of this movie, and it's a well, filtered it's interesting cigarette. Is, is the only thing that I can think of is that... Selling the moonshine, they're turning around and buying, I mean, a few things that are, like, essentials. I wouldn't be surprised if this is kind of a welfare community where their food and stuff is paid for, and they're probably also kind of growing their own stuff, Mm -hmm. but their things that they don't necessarily need, like cigarettes, I think is kind of what the moonshine is probably going mostly to pay for. Oh, so that's for the extras, maybe. Some of the extra extra stuff, too. He may be making a deal under the table, too. There's no telling. Because I feel I like it's only them yeah. smoking, actually. <laughs> I feel like it's only him yeah, and his I mean, wife. we don't really get a whole lot of the other people, per se, but, I mean, you know, I think you're right. You know, a couple pounds of ever... cigarettes just for them with the moonshine money before he brings back <laughs> for everybody exactly. else. So, yeah. But I, I don't know why that, but, like, in this scene, she's smoking. In the scene, when they have, uh, close to the end of the movie, she's smoking. And you just see that right. butt, that butt just in her mouth hanging while she's talking. And it's just like, I don't know, it just took me back to a weird place. So when she burns it with the cigarette, there's a movie that I'm, I don't think you would have seen. I don't know why you would have seen it. But there's this movie, um, I want to say it's like a Tyler Perry movie. But it's called Four Color Girls, right? Okay. And there's a scene in there that's, that's a really hard to watch scene. And there's a teenage girl that got pregnant. And she lives like in a ghetto community. And yeah. she doesn't want her mom to know, and she doesn't want to go to the doctor. And there's, and this is something that I've heard of that there used to be a ladies in the neighborhood that if you had a baby, they would get a hanger and hanger and okay. help you have an abortion. So it's a scene like that, and the ladies, and that scene, the ladies just smoking a cigarette like it's just like Sean Young is here, like it's no big deal. And she's doing this to this girl, and she's just talking, and it. it it, it made me remind, remind me of this scene where she's got her hand up her because she's doing it so like like it's nothing. Like she's done it before. I'm yeah. like, oh my God. And the lady in that movie, she's doing the same thing with a cigarette butt in her mouth, sticking a hanger up this chick and the chick's freaking out and she's just calm and regular. It, it's it's a weird, if you just watch that one scene, you know what I'm talking about. But Well, it's kind of interesting you bring that up because I love the original Dawn of the Dead mm-hmm. and there's a throwaway line in that when... The black guy in that movie literally looks over at Steven and says, when he finds out that his girlfriend's pregnant and says that he knows how to take care of it and he's just stone cold, not smiling, not joking about it at all. So I can, Mm, it kind of makes sense, especially with kind of how things were back in the day. Yeah, that's a really, but that's kind of a backwoodsy thing. And the way that they're going about, you know, quote unquote, testing her, it felt like that, you know, that's. 
You know, I'm, it's very I'm, violent. You can't yeah, see me because sure. this is a podcast, but I'm doing air quotes. <laughs> Checking her. I mean, it's just a violation of everything about her and just, I mean, it's it's pretty much like rape. I mean, there's really no other way to kind of like sugarcoat it. Is yeah, that's pretty much what her mother is kind of doing to her in a way. Yeah, and it's, or, or even like a prostitution too because they're trying to sell her off <laughs> to somebody. Yeah. So it's a really weird dynamic. Like we already talked about the... How it's kind of a you know a male-driven society, but that's even more where the women are kind of complicit in it too. Like they're not even they're making they're yeah, yeah, they're they, even she's actually stricter about it than the dad is actually, which is kind of weird, don't you think? Oh no, one hundred percent. She is a monster. Because the dad's actually more compassionate at times. She's never compassionate with the daughter. Not at all. Yeah. Yeah, because he actually is going to come and see her. Is it after this? Well, I was going to say, yeah, because the very next scene is where, she, is where Ada's laying in bed, and her father does come and, like, apologizes, saying that his wife shouldn't have gone as far, like, her mother shouldn't have done that. And so, I mean, there is some compassion from him, at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's like, I believe you, what you said. She said, I remember you said she broke, she said she broke it herself, the hymen. And he's like, yeah, I believe right. you, whatever. Yeah. Now, this is right. the scene where I realized <laughs> that Jesse B was her brother because I see him standing there in the dark and I'm like, is he supposed to be hot? In my mind, okay, okay, guys, I'm watching this movie the first time. In my mind, just just go with me. In my mind, I'm like, why is this guy standing in the corner? And then I'm like, why come the dad can't see him? And then the dad doesn't even really say anything to him, I don't feel like. He just walks out the room and I'm like, did he not see that guy? And then the guy starts taking off his shirt. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> and then he gets in the bed next to her, and I'm like, he lives there? Oh, that's her brother? So I, w- I was like, oh, my God. I thought they were about to have sex again right then. I'm like. Well, so did I, because for one thing, I get that they're poor. But, like, what do you expect is going to happen if you're two pretty much adult children are sharing a bedroom together? Yeah, that's weird. And, like, that's weird. And you're already in the back country, and you're already not exposed to that many people. There's 20 people <laughs> in this community. It just seems like, and you're really religious too, so it seems like that'd be something you'd probably worry about, maybe. So you would separate I mean, the girls you know, from the boys, I'd maybe. Assume at least. You would think, but, but, but you know something that's weird about it too. I feel like they're never mad at him. Even though when they find out later... No, and I mean, that kind of goes back him. to the society, I would say, yeah. too. So he probably wouldn't have had an issue no matter what. I mean, maybe a little bit, but not, not to the level she would have. You know what I mean? So, yeah. But okay, man, let's... Uh, where are we at now? Let's see. After this, what happens... Um, I do know that point is where she reveals to him that she's pregnant and that she's going to kind of play it off. But then, in order to try to hopefully restore order to their society Dwight makes a new jug but what I found interesting here is that we know that he likes Ada not necessarily how far she he likes her but he ends up making the next one look like Bodie because he knows that she doesn't necessarily want to get married to them and I also think there's a little bit of jealousy there and that he's supposed to be the next one to be sacrificed which happens and when this happened the first thing that I thought was like how many times has this happened before, where the potter lied? Has that happened before? I was thinking that wow, to myself. That's a good question. Because like we we see that he has some that he kind of puts to the side, but the person before him did they ever do that? I wonder. So I started thinking about like that. Like, is this something that? It's a good. Yeah, that's a good question. 
Cause, but, but we, but we don't, we won't know for sure unless they ever make a sequel or something with a new Potter. Then we'll know, but well, because the one thing I did notice is at the end, which I also noticed it earlier on, is that he has four jugs that are in his shack, and then at the end of it, he puts one up there as well. I almost feel like he's only done this. This is his like fifth time making a jug and then having a sacrifice. So I don't know how many before that has obviously happened because, like we've said before, it doesn't really oh, give us yeah, that. Oh, yeah, you're right, because he's, but, he keeps them, right? And he uses them as, like, a candle holder. Yeah, you're right. So what is the... Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> I was thinking about... So why does he do that? Why does he make them just to... Just make it it's yourself. Don't, don't listen to the tape. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> okay, well, let's go back. Let's go back uh, here. Okay. But... From Bodhi. here is where we kind of get some of the yeah, because Bodhi gets sacrificed. You know what's but weird then about from this? That point, hold on, I just want to jump in real quick. You know what's weird about the sacrifice to me? Not weird about it, but it's it's really efficient because I feel like in most movies like this, you get like a final dinner or you get like a final ceremony. <laughs> and I mean, yeah, this is like that. two minutes flat. They give the little speech about the pit and his next cut like within <laughs> two minutes, so you don't even get. Yeah. You don't get any kind of last di- out, last yeah. night, last dinner, last. Because I feel like that's that's what you're used to seeing, right? Like before your sacrifice. If it's this kind of well, sacrifice I... where you're sacrificing for everybody, then they treat you like a king well, the night before before you sac- you're sacrificed. Well, something. I do wonder though, because everything has been kind of the pit's been unhappy. I wonder if this one's different because they're trying to make up and appease it. Oh, so it so could be rushing. that they normally do that. I just thought about that as we were talking. Okay. Like, I wonder if that is happening here. I mean, it might not be. It might just literally be. It actually makes no, sense, you've... though, that, that maybe they would have a little more drawn-out process. But for this well, one, there might like... be, like, a party and a ceremony and everything like that for them to be kind of like, yeah. hey, you know, have a nice last day on Earth. But yeah, because but the pit's since, upset since with them, dying, they might be doing it. Yeah, since people are dying, yep. we're like, no, nah, we gotta, we got to end it quick. <laughs> But I just thought that was funny that it was like right away. It was like, all right, come on, step up. Right. <laughs> You're doing this for everybody. Step up, just cut his neck right there. Boom. Like, wow, man, can I at least get, can I go ahead and, and have sex with my wife one time or something? <laughs> or something, right. <laughs> can, I go, can I just go do anything for an hour and come back? I don't know. But, yeah, okay, I'm sorry, but let's, let's jump back. Jump back. No, up. no, you're good. This next part, I believe, is where we kind of get some of the backstory because Ada goes to visit her grandfather and ends up being visited while she's there by the the emaciated boy again. And this is where he kind of gives some of the backstory. And we get to learn the grandfather. So if you wanted to kind of go into that there. Okay. Um, Yeah, so we find out that, and this is something that I didn't really understand the first time I watched it. And then the second time, I kind of had a better idea, but I still didn't completely hear what he was saying. And I don't know if it was just the, the version I was watching or if he was just saying it so fast I wasn't understanding it. I don't know. But the deal was that the grandpa found a face, I mean, found a jug that had his wife's face on it. So he hid it. So And then, and then this, this kid got killed, the boy. And they, cause they, so, so you know what? We just answered the question, right? So that means that the potter at the time would have had to have make another face in between. So I mean, oh. so so yeah, it had to have happened like that, right? Yeah, that's interesting. And then especially because Ada killed. just did it. Yeah, yeah, because Ada just did it, and her grandfather's the one that did it previously. Yeah, so it would make sense that that's 
Okay, so a potter has done this before. And he couldn't find it and had to just pick somebody. So, right. damn, that's weird. Okay, um, okay, so anyways. So it was the grandma's face, and he did the same thing, so that's why. And is this boy haunting him? That's what we're told, right? I think so. And I think it's only haunting Ada because she meddled with it, so now she can see him. And we're told by this, by this creature also that they poisoned the grandpa and kicked him out of the society? I think so. I think that's why he's living so that's, that's kind of I, shunned like he is. And they're saying, and that's why he can't speak, or that's why his, he's off, because they poisoned him? I think so. I think it's, like, had, it damaged him, and he never kind of recovered from that. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, so that's, that's kind of the reveal you get to why the grandpa is here, and why this boy exists. So I wish, I wish this guy, this ghost, could have had a, a, a purpose besides just exposition. It's, it's right. really, he shows up, he could have showed up just once if it was just going to be ex- exhibition like that. So I don't know why he's there multiple times not to do anything. Not to scare her. Yeah, and I mean, I know we've talked about this previously as well. I just don't like that this entity is necessarily here, though. Yeah, it could have been It could have been either not here. And I know we, in the pregame I talked about maybe even make it all the people that have died because... Or maybe you, no, you said that, actually. Make it the people that have died because of her. Yeah, like all the ones that are kind of left in like that limbo. But I just feel this is a cheap way of kind of giving backstory when there's a little bit better way I feel like they could have done it and introduced things. Yeah, and and again, if you're going to have... If you're going to introduce like it'd the be better ghost, if they would. I'm sorry? Well, I was going to say, I almost feel like it'd be better if they would have it... These ghosts should be more menacing and not be nice like they are. I think it should be like where they're terrifying her and making her like... To try to push her to do the right thing instead of doing this where it's like... We're a good spirit, and we want you to do this. Like, yeah, I just don't feel like it, it raises the stakes. No, it doesn't. It's guiding her. It's telling her, you know, it's giving her information. And it's not there to hurt her. It's just there to tell her what's, what's happening, which isn't, is kind of pointless. But, right. like, I wish they would have just, yeah, made it, make it, make some, add some minutes to it. Make them, make her, when she's having these little things, she's seeing them everywhere. Make it, but make it scary. Like, that's the only thing, like, it's. If it's not going to be scary and it's not going to play an important role, then there's no reason to have him. So that was right. it was kind of a pointless character. And then it didn't even really look that great, the the effect they did on him. Yeah, the CGI wasn't great there, I will say. No. But, I mean, you don't, I don't expect much for a low budget, but... Right. So just don't have him. Like, if you, if you know it's not going to look good and it's, it's pointless, find, find somebody else that can give you that. Maybe the grandpa has a diary or something. I don't know. Anything else could, could be where... And even in the diary, we could have the whole story of the society why not and we could know everything and she could be reading it every time she goes to visit him or something i don't know anything else i think (laughs) i think that would have been fine too like even that would have i think established it better yeah just something something better than that but okay so let's go ahead and let's go back to uh what's next okay and then I think from here is where Ada goes back into another trance. And I think this is interesting is that in her vision, she sees and it points her to where she had like hid the jug. But I kind of got from this is that she has to do the right thing. And I know this time she goes back to it and then ends up hiding it in a tree. But this is where she starts getting visions of Jessabe, where we learn that he goes to his father to say that he's sick and he takes him to the pit to heal him. So, I, just a question. 
Is he sick? Like he's got a fever? Is that what we're told? I think right? so. I think so. Like at least that's what it kind of gets to me because in that very first scene with Ada, she had comments that his skin is very warm and he just kind of plays it off. Yeah, that's... I don't know if we needed that, though. Like, I don't know. It seems... Because he never, he never looks like he's sick. He always looks agitated every time you see him. Yeah. But I didn't, I, just, I didn't think he was sick. I just thought he was mad because he's not going to have sex with his sister anymore. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know if he needs to be sick. Or they could have him get hurt or something. That might have been better. I don't know. That would have been... I mean, I would have been fine with that, too. Because, I mean, like you said, they don't really play it up enough. But, I mean, like, he could have cut line himself. You said, the drop line you said, I remember. And I was like, yeah, they did say that. But I never feel I never feel that. That he's sick. He always seems normal. But okay. I agree. Okay, I'm with you, though. Um, okay, man, so let's... <laughs> <This> is, <laughs> let's yeah, because he ends up jumping down into the pit. And Ada starts to panic because she knows the truth. And then this is where she gets another trance. And the water starts bubbling, and the pit ends up taking him. And I love what ends up happening at the end of this, where it shoots blood into her father's face. Yeah. It was... What? How was this thing... It felt... I don't know if you've seen... Um, well, I know you have. You've seen the first Nightmare on Elm Street. It's kind of yeah. Johnny Depp-like, where it's just liquefying people? When it, it kills kinda them? It kind of seems like that. I think so. Because there, there's nothing but blood and like a little bit of guts left every time. <laughs> right. When somebody's taken by the pits. So we we see something, right? I don't know what it looks like. Because I've, I've tried to freeze frame and I could never freeze frame it right. When we see like something from the pit, right? Yes. Did you see I, what it was? There is something that flashes. I wasn't able to kind of. Because I couldn't get a good freeze down. frame to see what it was. It was like a shadowy right. something. I don't know. Which, I mean, I'm fine with not showing us the creature or anything like that if you know it's not going to look good. Like, keep it in the shadows or just like, like hide it like they do. That's fine. <laughs> like the ghost would. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, because the way they do it, I mean, I'm, it just I'm totally okay yeah, with the way they did the pit. I have no problem with it. I was just saying that it's it's cool. I it's kind of cool how it liquefies people. Like, I, wanna, I wonder. I would have kind of liked if they would have at least shown, like, a drawing of something or given us an idea, like, or have a jug that has what the entity looks like on it, yeah. just so that way we can kind of get an idea so you don't necessarily have to show us the creature itself. Because I feel like... I, cause just because it liquefies people... I'm sure that was easier, budget-wise, just to, just to have blood and guts, but I wonder, just a little more visceral, like, show... The person being dragged down, maybe? I don't know. Like, I just or show them in the pit, and then they get pulled under or something? Yeah. Oh, no, I just feel like I wanted... Because after the first lady, I was like, oh, man, but then it's the same thing with everybody. It's just blood. So, I don't know. Okay. I mean, I'd have been all right with that. Well, I mean, I, I mean I'm, I'm totally fine with how they did it. That's fine. Yeah, no, I, I'm in the same boat as you are. I mean... If they would have went another way, I don't think I would have hated that either. So I'm kind of, I mean, I guess I'm sitting on the fence here, much. but that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. yeah, we just can't ask, you can't ask for too much, too much. But just <laughs> just a couple of little, I think it's a couple of little things like we're saying, I think could really help help show us more or help us right. accept some of the things that they, they present to us. But, right. okay, so brother gets killed. And then um, the, the, he's going to go back and... Didn't he go back and tell the mom what just happened? 
Um, yeah, because I think around here is where everything gets revealed in a few different things where Dewey reveals that he made the wrong jug, so Sustin attacks him. Oh, and yes, then, yes, yes. And then this is where he accepts the punishment while Ada watches, which this kind of bothered me a little bit that she was able to sit there idly by while her best friend is being, you know, kind of blamed for everything that she did. But I also kind of get it in this society where if I was her, I don't necessarily know if I would have. Yeah, I mean, because that's why she did it in the first that, place. But, she was, you know, she it, didn't want to get killed. Kind of a rock in a hard place. Yeah, I mean, like I was saying, that's why she hit it in the first place, because she was scared to yeah. to die, so she, she's not going to open her mouth right here. She's like, I know I know you're my friend, I know you like me, but mom's the word. I'm not going to say anything. But <laughs> <For> sure, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but I mean, again, um, she's going to save him, though. And then, I think from here is where she frees Dewey, and they hitchhike to town, with the rest of the moonshine that she could kind of gather up. And this is the second time they actually go into town where she tries to sell it. And this is where the shop owner can't really fault him what he does here because he definitely is like, we don't want to get involved with these people. Yeah, he and seems to know that there's some kind of... They're kind of backwoods. But this is where we see that another vision comes to Ada and somebody else is being picked off. And that's his daughter, the, the girl that was working there? Didn't they drop that line? I actually think that is his wife that dies. Oh no, I'm talking about at the drugstore when uh, when they go to the drugstore. Oh yeah, yeah, no, yeah, you're you're right. That, yeah, it's I, his daughter. I didn't make that connection the first time when they went that they were in the back of the drugstore and she was walking around to the front. I didn't make that connection. Yes, yep, I thought right. they were at some other place. So when that when he's like, "Where's your paw?" or some some line like that, or some there's some line like that that they say, but. Yeah. It's actually that guy. Was, oh, he owned. I thought he owned a bar or something. I didn't know. <laughs> I feel like See, I thought I'm he was behind a bar. I almost feel like for him, he's kind of. Because I mean, I know making moonshine's illegal, and I know I think selling moonshine might have been illegal at some point, like not too long ago. So I think he's kind of doing it as like a illegal like side business. Uh, okay, that's what it is. Okay, so he's. He's got uh, some customers that want that. Because, yeah, because he says earlier, yeah, yeah these these are flying, certain ones are flying or something. People are buying them. So, yeah, okay, so this yes. kind of a secret. Is that is that illegal? Yep. I don't even know. Is, is moonshine illegal? To, yeah, that's the way I took it. To sell it? I mean, I know it's, I'm, I'm guessing it's illegal to make it, so it's probably illegal to sell it. <laughs> I, th I think so, because I do know that there is a company that makes moonshine now like legally and like sells at places but i don't think it's anywhere near as potent as like what because i mean so what is moonshine's what pretty is much pure alcohol what's everclear everclear is the highest it's... legal alcohol that can be sold and only in some states okay because for some reason i was thinking that was like a lighter version of moonshine or something it is pretty much. Yeah, you're okay. dead on there. Because for the most part, like, pure alcohol is, like, 200 proof, which a lot of moonshine is. Because gotcha, if you're gotcha. not careful, you can actually go blind drinking it. Oh, I'm wow. pretty sure <laughs> that, that Everclear... Hold on. Yeah, don't don't sure. just speed like, yeah, past like, that, man. What did you, you say you can go blind drinking it? Yeah, like, wow. if it's pure alcohol like that, it can cause you to go blind if you have too much. And Everclear is, I think, 190 proof. Oh, wow. I did not know that, man. That's That's interesting. Cool. <laughs> I'm glad I would never drink. I would never. I think I've had one Honestly, cup I of Everclear. Ever I've had Everclear a couple times, 
and now that I'm an adult and I, I don't need that in my life. I don't yeah, I don't I don't need to get that much alcohol at one in one drink. <laughs> I don't <laughs> I don't need that higher that higher percentage in one drink. Um, I nope, can, I'd rather have a couple lighter drinks and start from there. <laughs> I'd rather pace myself out and able to control yeah. myself. I don't want something that I'm gonna go zero to one hundred in like two seconds. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. It's not party time <laughs> all night. I'm not in college, no. and I'm not gonna wake nope. up, you know, early in the morning or nothing. So nah, no. Exactly. <laughs> I'm gonna say no. Okay. Uh, so anyway, okay. So he's selling it to them. Okay. So yep. then, uh, but yeah, but like you were saying, like he doesn't want to get uh, mixed up with them. So he actually then he called the dad and tell him that hey, they're up here, type deal. Or did yep, he just? I think so because I know he I, he does call them and rat them out from what I gathered. That's from what this. it felt like, right? Yep. Okay. Yep, exactly. I, I don't think we see the actual call, but we, but they come up there no. like that's what the deal yep, was. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Ooh, and this is a brutal. It's a real brutal scene that happens here. Really, for me, it felt. Felt kind of brutal. Yeah, say this is yeah, this is a pretty brutal scene where they are both strung up and then whipped, mm-hmm. and then this is also very brutal when we see Ada being cared for in the bathtub. This is mm-hmm. actually the only time that we see the mother showing some compassion, but this is a pretty gross scene. But it's she even miscarries, even though and she's um, leaves everything in the bathtub. Yeah, but even if she's being compassionate, cleaning her wound, she's kind of like, I told you so. Kind of at the oh, same yeah. time, it was like, sure. yeah. this is all your fault because all you had, to, but I told you not to do it. So, yep. And these, they did a good job with these marks because, like, there, there's, I've studied, uh, like, some of the slavery stuff and some of the whips and stuff. And I think they did a really good job with the effects on it because it looks like she really was whipped. I'm right there with you. So, I think they did a good job with, with uh, the way they did that. And the neck, the neck cuts, I thought were pretty good too, the way they did those. That was the two main the the main things we get, and I think those were were done pretty well. Okay, but yeah, and then so, wait a minute, I'm I'm thinking about something now. I see her back, but I, what about Dwight's back? I don't feel like his back is all ate up, is it? Ah, uh, we, ne- we never show it. it right? I don't think so. I don't necessarily know if he's as beaten up, but I mean, but it's we, possible. I would assume. But when we see him later, he doesn't seem to be favoring his back at all. He's just walking. Well, because I know that Bodhi's father is the one that whips him, so I'm assuming it's got to be, you know, pretty busted up. I would think so. But he just doesn't seem, maybe that's part of the power. Yeah, we don't ever get to see it getting taken care of. Yeah, maybe that's part of the power. Maybe it doesn't hurt him. Or maybe it gives him something. Because he, he has a, like, like we said, he has some kind of mental condition. Like you said, it could be autism, it could be something. Because he seems... Yeah. Now, he's not afraid no. of what's happening. He knows that whatever happens, that he has to deal with it. So he has a really, like a really weird sense of being okay with everything. Because there's even a scene that we're going to get to here in a minute where he said he wished it was him. He's like, I, I would have let it take me. I don't care. Like, he yeah. just seems kind of yeah. accepting of anything that's going to happen to him. But, um, yeah, he does. He really does. Okay, so is this when we get the reveal next with the parents of what happened with the brother? Is that what's up after this? Yeah, this is where it is revealed who actually the father of the child was. And this, I mean, they still keep blaming that it's Dwight. Because at this point, point they already took Dwight and and chained him back up. Right? Yes. While Ada's getting cleaned off in the tub. Yep. 
Okay, I just want to make sure we're on. Okay. So we're, we're getting close to the end in here now. Yep, because this pretty much starts the end sequence of this movie where the pit ends up taking Sustin, and this really kind of devastates everybody in the town because he is kind of, or I guess with the community, not really the town. And then from here is where the boy ends up bringing the granddad to free Ada, and this is where she kind of finally makes her final decision on what she's going to do. Yeah, and um, this is a weird scene because they 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 were about to re re give her to somebody else. Is that what they're told, right? What's about when they when they when we get to reveal about that it was the brother's baby? Yeah, they said that they're about to give her to somebody else. Who did they say who? It was? Oh, yeah, it's um Bodie's father. I think his name is Coops. That's who she's going to marry because his wife died while they were in town. Oh, wow. Yep. Okay, I didn't, I didn't understand who the guy was. I was trying to think, like, who's left? But, I yeah. only figured it out because at the meeting after Sustin died, or no, it's it's once Ada finally makes her final choice and reveals that the jug was hers and that she's going to be sacrificed, he says to Ada's mother, that she was promised to him. Oh, that's what he was talking about. I didn't know what. Yep, what and that's where she. They're like, no, they say we, we had have a to deal sacrifice or her. We're all gonna die. He's like, we had some kind of deal or something. I, I didn't know what he was talking yep. about. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. I thought he was talking about he was gonna take over for her husband or something. I didn't know what. I didn't pick up on it at first, but it's at that scene that I was like, oh shit, that's who she got like bequeathed to next. Okay. So. <laughs> This is a screwed up society. It really is, because... Yeah. Wow. And they were so upset because they couldn't give her to him. Yeah. Wow. I don't I don't know, man. I don't... Maybe you shouldn't <laughs> be so picky in that kind of society. I don't know. I mean... Well, I mean, it's kind of... I have to give Ada some credit, though, because they were pretty much going to keep, like punishing Dewey. So, I mean, I'm at least glad that she, like, stopped his punishment, but, I mean, I also feel horrible for her because she really doesn't get any sort of decision in any of this. No, not really. I mean, the the saddest part for me about this movie, in general, is really, with all the stuff that's the weird cult and weird, you know, uh, stuff that's going on with the pit and all that, it's really a story about a girl who's trapped in a, a small-minded society and she wants yep. to get out, and she has no way to get out. <laughs> and it's everybody in the society is holding her back from getting out. So it's yep. like, 100%. wow. That, I mean, it just seems. I mean, it, that story, like her character, and the, the, I can feel like that kind of character, like it could be in a different movie without all the extreme stuff in this movie, and it could uh-huh. work. It could work in that kind of movie too. So, I did actually yeah. think that her situation was, was 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 actually well told. I guess. As far as, like, how she's kind of held down by everybody and passed, yep. passed around, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. But, okay, let's, uh, we can go ahead and wrap it up here, it looks like. We're right here at the last I'll, one. Yeah, I'd say really the only other thing I would say about the ending is that it almost feels, too, like you can't stop fate. That everything ended the way that it should have been from the beginning, no matter what she tried to do. Okay, so, and the mom is leading the charge. She's like... She's been mad at her for everything she's done, and she's like, "I'm gonna lead, lead the charge. You're gonna, <laughs> pretty much. You're gonna do what you're supposed to do from the beginning, and you're gonna, 
you know, do everything. Tomorrow morning we're going to sacrifice you and all that type stuff. But something I thought was weird, uh, again, like, how many people have died? Like, how many people are left in this community? Do you have enough people to rebuild? Like, I feel like a lot of a lot of people are gone. Like, for sure, two, two to three men it are gone. They could make. It might babies. be tough because I don't know if there's anybody who I guess of be like of a younger, a young enough childbearing age. Because we're about to, we're about to lose her, Ada, and then we lost Ada the other sister from what's her name? I don't know her name. The other guy's Bodhi daughter sister. and son, and then and her brother. Yeah, I mean, all of those people have all been kind of killed off. And it's so it's mostly younger people <laughs> that have died here. Yeah. So. We lost two sets of brothers and sisters, and once you count, <laughs> what's going to happen here in a minute? <laughs> but yeah, so this, but it, with twenty people in a society, I feel like that's a devastating loss. But I don't know if it's midsummer where they're going to go and recruit people, or we just have to wait till the gro the grossest thing. We wait till the, the little girls that were fighting Dwight gets older, and they're married to an older man. So that oh, yeah. that may be what we're looking at later <laughs> in this society. But, That's true. Yeah, I, I didn't even think about them. But you know what? Um, let's get to Ada's death here because it was just as quick as, as our other guy's death. I mean, there's not a, she gets one. She gets to make a statement. Well, I guess the other guy made a statement. I think he just said "mom" or something. She gets to make <laughs> a statement. I'm sorry for what I did or something, and then I go, yeah next next slip. That's that's. They do it so easily. Like, what? what is this thing they're using? Is that like a... What do you call that thing they use for corn? Or a wheat or whatever? What is it called? A seed? Chef? Whatever it's called. Like, the Grim Reaper has one? Is that what they're using? Like, the tip of one of those? I, it's... What is it called? Do you know what it's called? I'm not necessarily sh- the thing the Grim Reaper Yeah, has? I know what you're saying. Sheep? Yeah, I'm not sure what the name is, but yeah. Something with an S. I can't remember. But it feels is like... Is it a the, yeah, that's it. I think that's it. Okay. But it's like the end of it. And, I mean, I don't know if that's what it is. It might be just like a weird knife or something. I don't know. I, I never could tell really what it was. I couldn't. I just noticed that, yeah, that you're right, that it does have kind of a curve to it. So that way, they when they run it across, yeah. it, you know, does it the job. that neck perfect. <laughs> but I don't know. Maybe it's something they've created. I don't know. From different parts. You know. I mean, it could be. It could be just some backwoods knife that they, you know... Melt, mended into the way it looks. Yeah, but it but it feels like something for this ceremony that they they keep somewhere probably. For sure. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, she gets her neck her neck gone and then she drips down into the pit. The pit is satisfied, I think. I <laughs> <assume> so. <laughs> we lost her baby. We lost her. We lost a lot of lives here. So, I guess yeah. I guess we got it. Okay. Anything else you want to add here at the end, man? Nope, I think I knocked out everything on my list that I wanted to go over. All right, man. Do you want to jump into reviews next? Yeah, let's do that. All right, let's do it. Let me pull up my review. So let me just get, what, what did you think about this movie, man, in general? We're about to get into some specifics here with the, with the different parts, but... Is your thumb, where's your thumb at, man? Is your thumb looking like it's maybe up? We'll find out. For sure, in a minute. I'm gonna keep my thumb in the middle until I get until I give give my parts. <laughs> okay. All right, man. You want to go first? Or you want me to hit that hit the first point? Uh, I can go first this time. Okay, go for it. All right. For me, with acting, I think that we have 
some good actors that I do recognize, and I think that their performances are fine. I don't necessarily think everybody is all that great, so I came in here with a 2.5 for the acting. Okay. Now, see, I went... I'm going to go... I went a little bit higher than you on that. I went a 3.0 on mine. I felt like... I felt like everybody... Not everybody was passable, but for the most part, the the average of everybody's acting was probably about a three. Because I, I felt like I really... Yeah. I did like... Um, Sean Young's character. I did I did like Ada at times. Some of her facial expressions were a little over the top, but I did like her. The brother I didn't care for. Yeah, I do like her, yeah. Justin, I liked him. He felt authentic. Uh, I really liked uh, Dwight. He felt authentic. I think he was giving Same. a good performance. Yep. But besides those main characters, I didn't really care for anybody else. So yeah. that's why I said it was, on average, I'm going to give it a three. Just... Not great, yeah, but not I'm bad. I'm right there with you. I'm kind of hovering in between the two, so I'm, I completely agree with you. All righty. And then for me, for cinematography, I end up coming with a three on this one just because I really like what they were doing with the, like, the visions that people would get. I think the effects that we got in the movie were also really good, and I really didn't have any issues there. And I also think that they do well in not giving us things that would look bad. And so I think hiding that is kind of a good way to go for it. Okay. I can agree with that. Uh, I gave it a three, three 3.5. And for some reason, I really liked uh, where they shot this at. It felt like, I don't know, it just yeah. felt like the right place. And I did, I liked the costume choices they had. Um, mm-hmm. And something I noticed about the costumes, it felt like the women were dressed older style than the men i don't know if that's something you yeah i mean i think Bodie may have I had on like that. an older style kind of look but i feel like in general the women had like older style clothes and the men had jeans maybe i don't know or work pants yeah. so i did i, I really like the look of the, the way that they they did that kind of stuff on it as well i mean i enjoyed uh, i didn't enjoy the ghost i did enjoy some of the visuals with the pit um i did like how some of the shots looked uh, so I'm going to give it a 3.5, actually. So I'm going to go up a little bit more than you on that. And then for me, for music, I had to come in with a 2 here just because, like, it doesn't really stick out to me. I'm outside of the scene with the party, and, I mean, it never took me out of the scenes, but it was never something that I was, like, that may really stood out to me. So I really just came in with that score. I don't think it's bad. It's just not really anything memorable. And we're actually about on the same level, same point right there because I gave it a 2.0 as well. Um, same, exact same, man. Nothing stuck out for me. Uh, nothing, I mean, I didn't feel, I didn't feel anything. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't good. And it wasn't great either. Yeah. It was just there. So I'm, I'm with you on the two, man. I couldn't go higher than that. And then for me, for story and plot, I really like the concept of this with like how it almost seems like it's playing with religion here and having this, you know, kind of backwoods like pit religion thing that they have going on here. And I think they do some really good things with her hiding the jug so that way all this bad stuff is happening. I just have some issues where they could have gave us a little bit more backstory that would have kind of helped me to go a little bit higher with this one. But, and I didn't really necessarily like how they gave us some of the backstory, so I had to come in with a three on the story and plot. 
Yeah, I'm with you on that, man. I'm actually going to be at a three as well on my story plot. Um, I thought it was an interesting concept. I thought it was a, a slightly different take on this kind of story because they're because I think I mentioned earlier that I I was assuming we were going to get the reveal that all this was fake and made up by the the people who ran the community, but there actually is a supernatural aspect. The thing that I didn't really care for is that we never understand. Not that we don't understand the pit, but I just never understand the society. And I don't know why that matters to me, but I feel like if I had a better understanding of the roles people played and how it was created, or yeah. or why it was created, either how or why it was created, anything like yeah. that, just any... And I feel like the grandpa was a character where they really could have used him as that person to, to, to be that character where we could find out information... But instead, they decide just to put a ghost in there to give us exposition. So, um, I'm gonna give it a three. It could have been a lot better. With just just some minor tweaks. They could have really, I think they really could have made something even better. Or the last one then for experience. This is one like I actually really enjoyed what they did here. I thought it had like everything I've kind of already gone over here. It was never a boring watch. I was really kind of excited to see where things were going and how everything unfolded. So I came in with a three for my experience as well. Okay, yeah, that that's going to be, we're, we're pretty close on these last three because I gave mine a three as well on this last one. Um, I did enjoy the movie and I, I was wondering where it was going to go the whole movie. I was never not, not into trying to find out what was going to happen. Um, but... Yeah. Like I said, at the same time, there was questions I was having, and I just never got any answers to those questions. So that that kind of, because yeah. you you've done some podcasts with me now, so you know that I have a lot of questions sometimes. So I'm watching the movie, and I mean I watched it two and a half times pretty much. So I mean it wasn't it wasn't bad for me to watch. So but three is the best I can do because just without those questions being answered, I I can't go higher than that because it's not it's fun kind of but not fun because there's some gross parts so it's not fun fun it's it's yeah. an interesting journey fun if that makes sense so I, i'm yeah. gonna give it a three that's my final answer all right and then let's give our what's your total man so then for me i would say for mine i would end up coming in because of the things i really liked about it I would probably in the high like 60 like ish range to like the low 70 ish. So I mean, if I was going to rate this on things which I'll end up doing here after everything gets like dropped and everything, I came in with a 7 out of 10 for this movie just because there are some really good things but it is just lacking certain things for me to go any higher than, you know, above average Okay. Movie. Uh that's I mean, that's fair I think. Cuz for this kind of movie, I think that's really fair. Um I'm going to be a little bit lower than that, though, man. I'm going to be in the lower 60s. Because even though it was a fun movie, okay. and it's definitely watchable. I think I, I think it's watchable for anybody who, checks, who will want to check it out. But, um, yeah. yeah, just overall, like, I feel like some of the other movies in this genre may have done it a little better. Even though this one had a, had a different twist sure. on it. Um, I think they kind of did it a little better. So I can't go higher than about a 65, maybe. I'll be at like around a 60, okay. 65 range on it. Yes, I mean we're right there with yeah. each other then. Yeah. I'm just a, just like just a couple percentage points lower, but I'm I'm in the same ballpark. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And I kind of kind of gave away my recommend, but would you recommend it? I would. 
like you said, I mean, the biggest thing for me is that it's taking something that we've seen before and doing its own little different thing. Yeah, and I always appreciate when people put their own twist on something instead of just kind of doing what everybody else does, you know, word for word or copying exactly. So, exactly. Oh, it kind of yeah. kind of reminded me of um, like because I, I I did a podcast once about Child's Play and how like the first Child's Play and the remake of Child's Play, I feel like the remake. The remake, if they would have just stuck with their concept and not been Child's Play, it would have been better. And I feel like, I don't know, I feel like that's kind of similar. Like, some, maybe something could have happened here where they could have stuck more with the spiritual part of it, maybe? Or stuck more with the other side where it was just the cult side of it. And maybe if they stuck with either right. one instead of trying to mix them so much and stuck on either mm-hmm. side more, maybe it could have been a little bit higher, a little bit better. But but I definitely recommend it yeah. for for people to check out because it's 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 really good enough for you to watch and like you say it's a good it's a good twist on this kind of genre, so definitely recommendable. Yeah. I wouldn't say go out and watch it today, but I'd say if you got time, you know, the rest of this year, check it out whenever you're free. <laughs> but definitely don't don't rush out to see it, but just check it out when you're free. And you got a couple a couple not even two hours. It was actually a pretty quick watch. I feel like it was, what was it, like an hour 40, maybe? Hour and a half? Oh, did I lose you? I okay, I lost you. Now. No, I was saying, I feel like I feel like uh, it was a, a pretty quick watch, because it was less than two hours, right? So, I mean, it's, yeah, it's a it brisk actually... watch. I mean, you don't... Now, if it would have been like two hours or something, that might have been too much. <laughs> so... But okay, man. All right, that's all I really got, man. You got anything else to add on here at the end, or you want to go ahead and call that an episode? No, I think that's all I had. So unless you did, I think we're good to close it out. All right, man. You can go ahead and close that. I'll go ahead and close it out first, man. This is your man Jake from Dark Mariachi Studios, and I want to thank you for joining us here on the uh, on our podcast here. And um, it's my man David. He's gonna close it out his way. All right, and this is David from over on Journey with a Cinephile, a horror movie podcast. And I would say I'd like, I'm glad that you, you know, came on this little side quest with us, and I hope you enjoyed. And don't forget, be one of us. Come on a journey with a Cinephile. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. Side quest. I think cinephiles are, are on this other end of the spectrum. But I think a cinephile is more of a student of cinema. A movie lover is going to be less discriminating. Side quest. Drink some of this, Michael. Be one of us. Sometimes that is better. I'd be sick for fucks using one too many no. Don't you blame the movie? Side quest. I said, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm just going to bash your brains. Okay. SideQuest The Podcast You opened it We came It's just a podcast We'll review your movie From every angle SideQuest